0: As I watched my board bob off to the shore, um, my first instinct was to shout for help because there were surfers in the water nearby. I shouted, I shouted, nobody hurt me. My name's Ruth Osborne. I'm a physiotherapist based in Newquay. Originally I'm from Buckinghamshire, I came down to Cornwall on a surfing holiday in 2003 and completely fell in love with the place and moved down shortly after. So I started surfing in 2003 and was surfing as regularly as I could. What I loved about surfing was that feeling of just being out in the ocean and having nothing else to think about except when's the next wave coming. So for me it just really helps me to clear my mind and get some exercise and then you get that lovely tired feeling after you've had a really good surf, which is uh, is a really nice feeling. I've reduced my surfing a little bit as I had my two children, but this summer we're hoping to get back to surfing again. So now the kids are at an age where we can get them down the beach and it's a little bit easier. So my husband and I are hoping to take it in turns to go surfing at Fistral Beach, where we live. So on the day I had made a decision to go out surfing on my own, which was very, very unusual for me. So. Because my background was that I was very uncomfortable in the sea, I had a, quite a fear of water, really. But because I'd learned to surf with some very competent surfers, um, even lifeguards, that had given me a false sense of security, really. It was a you know, pleasant day, nothing out of the ordinary. There were other surfers in the water, and I would always surf near other people just in case of any trouble. So because I wasn't confident in the water, every time I fell off my board, I would always scramble back on as quickly as possible because basically that was my flotation device. And so it gave me a sense of security. Um, And this one time uh, I went under the water after surfing a wave and I didn't feel that tug of the surfboard. So that would be the, the signal that, right, the board is there, you can jump back on it as quickly as possible. And this one time there was no tug And so I eventually came up for air and I saw my board just bobbing off towards the shore. Um, And that was literally my worst nightmare. It wasn't just that I couldn't swim, it, it was that really I was very scared of being out of my depth. days beforehand I, I just happened to have spoken to a lifeguard, an RLI lifeguard about what would I do if my leash broke because I think I, my confidence was building at surfing and I knew that I was starting to want to go out on my own maybe um, but I still knew it was risky because I couldn't, I couldn't swim and I was really scared of being in the water without my surfboard. So as I watched my board bob off to the shore Um, My first instinct was to shout for help because there were surfers in the water nearby. I shouted, I shouted, nobody heard me. Uh, uh, So I shouted and nobody heard me. Um, And I just remembered those words from the RNLI lifeguard about relaxing when really, it's just like a, a feeling of real panic because literally I could hardly even be out of, my, out of my depth without my surfboard, without feeling very scared. And the waves were getting bigger and bigger. So the first thing I thought was like, look behind me and see when the next wave is coming. Because, you know, as a beginner surfer, the worst place you want to be is in that impact zone with the waves breaking on your head. So I would always be the surfer out, as far out as you could go. <laughs> on the unbroken wave, you know, so that I wasn't in that impact zone. And suddenly I found myself in that impact zone with no flotation device um, and with a real fear of this scenario. So wave after wave came and you literally get tumbled up like you're in a washing machine. You know, you're upside down, your limbs are flailing all over the place and you've got one breath. You're just desperately trying to hold your breath long enough knowing that eventually you'll come back up and you can get another breath. But because how rapidly the waves were coming, as soon as I came back up, the next wave was there about to crash on my head. So I'd have to take another deep breath and go back under again. And so it just became, like very quickly, it became a survival thing. You know, I realized that if I let my fear get the better of me, you know, I just wouldn't be able to take air. I wouldn't be able to hold my breath for long enough. And as this was happening, I was starting to drift out of sight of the beach so I was drifting round the point where basically I was not visible to anyone. And I was also getting closer and closer to the cliffs and at one point I was so disorientated that I looked up at this like 30-foot grey cliff and I thought it was a I thought it was a wave. And I just thought that's that's it that's me gone. I can't I can't deal with this anymore. But something made me I guess it's that survival instinct, and having had this conversation just a few days beforehand, once I got over that initial terror, like sheer terror of being in that situation, I realized that actually it wasn't about swimming for my life. It, it was literally about you have to relax. You had to relax for your life, to save your life. Um, and that's what I did. I just relaxed, um, I trusted that each breath of air that I took and each time I tumbled under the water and each time I came back up and the next wave just pounded on top of me, I just trusted that if I stayed relaxed, there was enough air in my lungs to make me float. And eventually, you know, the waves are all moving towards the shore. So even if I got caught in a rip, which I think I was, I was, I was starting to drift away from the shore but I just knew from this conversation that I'd had that eventually the sea would basically bring me back towards the shore, somebody would see me um, and it would be okay. I mean, I always used to joke that if my life depended on it, I couldn't swim. I used to say, I literally can't swim for my life to save my life. And actually, that incident reminded me that you don't need to try and swim. You know, that's if you try and swim, if you're not a swimmer, trying to swim will just exhaust you and terrify you. So that was the biggest lesson for me was that um, it was not to try and swim. It was to literally float for your life. Don't swim for your life, just float for your life and just trust that you've got enough air in your lungs that you will float. And if a wave hits you, you know, you can take a breath, you can go under and you can come back up, but you have to stay relaxed. And I think that was the absolute key thing. So I subsequently learned to swim and I can now swim three, four kilometers down an estuary, which, you know, at the age of 35, 36, when I learned to swim, I never ever believed that I would be a swimmer. I thought I was going to be a non-swimmer for my whole life. You know, I lost my uncle to the sea when I was six years old. And so there was a lot of fear um, surrounding the sea. And although I was, was really sporty, I just accepted that swimming was one of those things I would never do. Um, and then I think when I had my children, I questioned that and I thought, you know what? This is something I'm going to beat. And it was actually an RNLI lifeguard that taught me to swim as well. So, yeah, I went to swim fit at Newquay um, swimming pool and it was an RNLI lifeguard there that taught me to swim. And again, it was about relaxing, you know, that if you relax, the breathing comes more naturally. The lifeguard that taught me to swim at Swim Fit, that was my biggest accomplishment in my whole life because I, I literally had written myself off. I just thought I would never ever swim because I'm so scared. <laughs> um, so that is my biggest accomplishment now. Um, and I can swim in the sea now. I mean, you know, swimming in big surf is still, um, you know, that needs a bit of work. <laughs> um, but I've subsequently gone back to the Surf Life Saving Club, both at Newquay and at Crantock. Um, and the RNLI lifeguards there, again, have taught me some valuable skills being in the water, sea safety, and sea swimming. Um, which are so important if you live by the sea and if you're going to get in the sea, just trust that you can save your life um, and you do that by staying relaxed. That is the most important thing. And just know that the sea, you know we are essentially, we're, we're buoyant because we have air in our lungs. Um, and if we relax, it just buys us time. Whether that's time for the waves to then take you back to shore, or whether it's time for somebody to see you. If you fight it and try and swim um, very quickly, you can get more exhausted um, and it gets a lot more scary. So just have faith and have trust and just relax. Hello, it's Mark Pusey here. I'm crew at Chiswick on the Thames If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org/slash 200 Voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.